You're listening to the Diaries of a Witch podcast with Angelica Creasy. Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to be talking about five different ways that you can see quick spell work results or speed up your spell work um, and manifestations, right? And so this is specifically for spells that are casting new outcomes into your life, things that you're bringing into your life, that sort of thing. It doesn't have to be just tangible like items or money or things like that, but these, you know, these tips are going to be helpful for those of you who are like casting spells to create success or to create some sort of outcome. You still are probably going to get some um good information and tips if you are casting other types of spells like you know maybe protection spells defensive spells um other types of things like that but i'm especially going to be talking about these things in the context of bringing things into your life receiving things and manifesting so let's just hop right in the first tip the first way that you can see quick spell work results or speed up your spells is to really focus in on how you're casting the spell and if you are using tools or ingredients that are really going to support that intention. So for example, there's so many different types of spells that you can do. So choosing a modality of spell work, choosing ingredients, choosing maybe an element to work with or a planet to work with in the spell and kind of, you know, positioning the spell around those ideas that are going to be most quick, that are going to assist you with that swiftness is going to be the foremost and almost most important thing on this list. I mean, I think all of these things are equally important in a way, but I think if you do a spell that is designed to take a while through the ingredients and through the intention, or if let's say you're doing a spell in a book or you're doing a spell that you know you have not written um, or a spell that you've heard about or read about or something like that, right? Have been told about, have been taught. Um, it's helpful to understand from the witch's perspective of the person who wrote it, Is this spell going to provide you with a quick result? And how you can know if a spell is written to be quick and effective and powerful rather than sort of like a slow burn is if the spell utilizes fire in some capacity. That is not the only thing that can show you um, that this spell was sort of designed for speed in a way, but it's one of the most common things that can let you know that, right? Um, fire spells are incredible for quick results because as the candle melts, the intention is sort of like rapidly evaporating into the air. It's casting, it's weaving its way through your reality. Um, And the element of fire is so quick moving. You know, when we look at the tarot suits, um, when we're trying to do a tarot reading, when we're trying to figure out timing, when you see a fire card for the timing question of like, how long will this project take for this person, et cetera? 
If you get a fire card, that could mean anywhere from a couple of hours to a day to, you know, maybe longest a couple weeks, right? Um, and it's not to say that every single fire spell you do is going to manifest within a couple of hours or days or weeks, but it's a lot more likely to happen if you are using fire as opposed to something like water or earth element, right? Um, those elements are slower moving elements. Um, water kind of has this ability to be fast or slow. Um, it can trickle, it can gush, you know, it, water kind of has a little bit of mutability. Um, air tends to be fairly quick as well. And a lot of the times um, air magic, you know, is things like manifesting and writing things down and petitions and, you know, using the, the pen and the paper and your mental um, environment to, to cast things forward, right? So that ends up being quite quick, usually. And then earth magic can be slower, right? Um, so if you're using things like crystals to manifest or to hold your intention, that is probably going to take a longer period of time to manifest but there are benefits to you know using earth as an element in in magic so paying attention to what element is the main kind of player in the spell um or you can even check to see like which elements are being used in the spell is there a void element you know you can kind of take a look at how the spell is constructed and go from that right this is why understanding spell work theory and the rationale of spell work is so so important for a witch especially if you're kind of becoming more advanced or if you you know are kind of graduating from like the beginner to intermediate level and you just want to really polish your magic, you want to start creating your own spells, or you just want to learn even deeper how you can make your own spells more powerful and how you can kind of shape these things, right? How you can make your spells quicker, how you can improve their power, their potency, right? So using fire and spell work. So if you're crafting your own spell from scratch or you are following a spell that you've read about or heard about or been taught, make sure that fire is a part of the process. Um, you can also use air as well. The next thing that is going to speed up your spell work results um, is also taking place in the spell. And this is having some sort of feeding source for the element of fire, right? So we're inviting the element of fire into the ritual but it's also incredible to have something that is built into the spell that helps to feed the element of fire because we are calling upon the element of fire. We're asking the element of fire to lend us its power and its essence and its potency. Um, there's also some ideas in candle magic that talk about the spirit of the candle, the candle having, you know, a consciousness and being able to manifest with you and, and allow your intention to kind of move through it. And so having something like water or coffee or using incense as an intentional tool to feed the candle is going to be really impactful because then the energy of either the spirit of the candle or the fire element energies or fire elementals that you might be evoking or working with as well, um, they can feed off of the little glass of water or a glass of coffee 
or maybe off of the incense that you're burning while the spell is being cast. And this can kind of empower them to get the action, the intention done quicker, right? So when you're placing water, coffee, or incense next to the candle while it's burning, make sure that you allow the fire spirits, the candle spirit to know this is why I've placed this next to you, right? It's for you to bolster yourself, to get more energy, to feed off of, so you can manifest my intention quicker. The next things are going to be um, suggestions for after the spell is cast. So a lot of these are going to be kind of like mindset based suggestions of how you can continue to speed up the process as you're sort of waiting for the spell to manifest. So the first thing that I have to say about this and the first thing that I always do and that's given me, I think, incredible spell work results is intentionally planning something, um, even if it's kind of like last minute, like intentionally planning something after you cast a spell. So my example of this um, could be like, let's say you're, you're casting a money spell and you're casting a specific amount of money um, and maybe you feel a little bit nervous about it or it's not an amount of money that you've asked for before. You're kind of like feeling a little bit incredulous about it. You're like, I don't know if I could manifest that amount of money. I think first of all, I would just recommend, you know, in advance getting really on board with that as much as you can and kind of like hyping yourself up about your ability to bring that amount of money into your life. Really remind yourself that it is possible. It can happen to you um, and that it is almost even this normal thing that you could bring into your reality. I kind of like, you know, this energy of normalcy, excitement still, but this energy of, yeah, like I am just at that place. Like we can just do that, right? I like that more than this like really intense, like desiring kind of energy, because I find that that desiring energy can sometimes become um, this energy that turns into resentment if that thing doesn't come into your life or this feeling of emptiness if this thing doesn't manifest or if you're you know waiting around for it and you don't see it manifest. So I try to be excited, but also remind myself that it's possible, it's normal, it's happening, and to not um, be so dependent on it in a way. So I think that's just a good, good advice before the spell. But after the spell is cast, I like to have something that I'm doing. So whether it's I cast a money spell and then I have a movie pulled up in the other room that I'm going to go watch, or I'm going to be playing with clay or taking a bath afterwards or doing something kind of chill. Um, I'm sure as a witch, you resonate with this idea of like, after you catch a, or after you cast a spell, catch a spell, after you cast a spell, <laughs> you are so like either tired or energized. There's some sort of like, you know, um, spirit in the room with you um, that kind of either fills you up with excitement and it makes you want to like go and run a marathon or something after a spell, or you feel the opposite. You feel kind of drained and depleted. And then, you know, sometimes you are really excited after a spell. Sometimes you're kind of like, did I do that right? What's going on? Am I really going to get the money? Like, I hope it happens. Like, I think there can be a lot of emotions and a lot of different sensations in the body after a spell. So 
having like a bath bomb picked out and sitting on the side of the bathtub for you waiting to go having a movie you know picked out on your laptop or on your tv um, ready for you to watch can be really helpful aftercare for spell work and i think it really assists in helping the spell really do its magic right because you have to just let the gods and your spirits and the elemental energies, the planetary energies, whatever you've evoked to assist you with your spell, you need to just let them figure it out. And you need to kind of signify to yourself that you're tapped out and that you trust that it's going to happen. And again, sometimes our brains start to go wild. We start to think of all these reasons why it couldn't happen for us or it shouldn't happen for us and you know we start to doubt right so i think spell self-care is really effective at helping with naturally detaching from whatever you just casted for and reminding yourself that you know you are worthy of good things you do deserve a little treat a little bath you know a little um, moment watching Twilight or something, you know, um, it can help you feel whole, happy, and even like really content with your current experience. Because I think that's a big thing too with spell work is um, if you're in this energy after your spell of like, oh, my life kind of blows and the spell is going to come in and save me in some way. Again, there's not a lot about that energy that's particularly attractive to what you're seeking to bring in, right? There's not a lot about that energy that is very magnetic. And if we are magnetizing in a spell, right, um, we want to intentionally be magnetic. But then again, if we think about it too much, if we're like, oh, now I have to feel and be magnetic, then again, we, we get out of that energy. <laughs> So um, that is sort of the rationale for why I like to do after spell self-care. And you can even carry this on for a couple of days or, you know, however long it takes you. If you're brand new at casting spells or you've only casted um, spells for a little bit, a couple months, a couple of years, and you're not super, super, you know, confident with it, or again, you just haven't like done it a ton so it, it still feels like this you know thing that you have to set up for for a while and this you know you're thinking about it a lot and you're really kind of invested in it which is totally normal at the beginning and really at any stage of the magical practice but if you have done spells for a while you do spells a little bit more casually you might just naturally do this you might just naturally like get out of the energy of the spell and into something else right away um but then you know you there's another thing that happens where like, you know, it starts to maybe feel too mundane and you can doubt yourself for that reason as well. So as somebody who's been doing spells for over 10 years, I can successfully tell you that I think every single spell that I've done some intentional self-care afterwards for and like really made it a point to return to my life and find beauty and gratitude and be present in that moment after the spell, that is when I have been able to get really incredible spell work results. Um, I remember I casted this spell and I was definitely using air energy. I was 
praying about it. I was speaking it into existence. I was writing about this um, because I didn't have a lot of magical tools at the time. I was traveling and I was living in different places and I didn't have my altar set up. I didn't have many magical tools except for my, my magic wand that I brought with me, my fire wand um, made out of pine and um, a couple of herbs and, you know, just a couple of like little things here and there. I had a tarot deck, but I didn't have a ton of stuff. And I was like living in farms and in national parks and traveling, but I was really trying to set the intention for this business that I have now. And I was like, I really want to do this full time. And I really want to um, come out of this trip. You know, we took about seven or eight months um, to go on this like cross country road trip. And we, again, we worked at farms, national parks, worked all around the country. And my intention was when I returned to Massachusetts, uh, to Salem after our trip, I wanted to be full-time in, you know, my tarot and astrology business. I wanted to be a full-time witchcraft mentor and teacher and astrologer and tarot reader, you know? Um, and I spoke it into existence. And then I remember I would, you know, go right to work afterwards and I would kind of forget about it. Or I would make an offering to Hades and pray to him about it. And then I would go on a hike with my friends. Or I would, you know, we would go on like a two-day um, trip to, you know, a different national park. Or we do like something super fun. Um, I think when you're traveling, there's so much energy that you have to put into just fulfilling your basic needs. Like literally finding a place to go to the bathroom, finding things to eat, getting coffee, driving, uh, staying, you know, cool. All of those things when you're traveling or when you're living sort of like a mobile lifestyle um, are really important and they take so much of your day, so much of your energy. And so it was kind of a, in a way, a really great manifestation environment because I, I couldn't really sit there and worry too much about what was happening. I couldn't sit there and doubt myself. I just had to, to know, okay, my spell or my prayer, I should say, has been received. You know, I remember I went on a hike and I made some offerings to Hades um, on the hike um, and I didn't, don't worry, I didn't like leave them there or anything or like leave the random offerings in the middle of like a national park or anything. I, I did take them with me, but I remember, you know, like making an offering to Hades, saying a prayer, really feeling present with him. I remember this kind of moment of catharsis where it looked like it was just about to rain on the trail and then the rain cleared and it, it was just this beautiful moment. And this fly like landed on my hand and like the fly was kind of this little spirit guide that was you know, letting me know that Hades had received the spell. It was this really beautiful, beautiful moment on this trail. And I remember like, I didn't spend the rest of that hike worrying about if he received my uh, intention about my business or if he, it, how it was going to happen, you know, or how I was going to make it, make it all work or how I was going to get my first client or something like that in this particular business. Um, I just went on the hike and forgot about it and went to sleep, you know, and a couple months later, I had a full-time business, you know, and so that is kind of what I'm trying to evoke when I say after spell self-care, you know, I'm, I'm thinking back to these moments where I have seen 
super quick results for my spell work. And I'm, I'm looking at what I did and, and I can really see that, that detachment as um, a major thread. So taking detachment with you, um, however it manifests or however it resonates with you, I think is important. Again, I like to translate it as some self um, care after your spell, but it, it could mean anything to you. It could be a variety of different things, depending on what you feel like you need, what you feel like the situation is. Um, it could be getting out of your comfort zone in the weeks after you cast a spell and really trying to focus on other things or other projects, um, that sort of thing. I also really like um, a particular affirmation, especially if you find yourself thinking about how far you still have to go in your eventual goal or the, you know, the amount of money that you set intention for or the opportunity that you set intention for. I really love the affirmation and I use it genuinely all the time myself. Um, I love the affirmation. It's all building up. Everything's building up. Everything is creating momentum. Everything is creating success. Any kind of of those variants. I think is so incredible. So an example of why you might want to use this is like, let's say you're manifesting a new wardrobe. I've done this a couple times. <laughs> um, it's actually a very fun exercise to, to try. Um, but I have many times, you know, decided that I want some new clothes or I want like an entire new look and I want to try to manifest a new wardrobe, right? Kind of a bunch of clothes, you know? And sometimes when this happens, you know, let's say you go to a thrift store, you find a really cool article of clothing, but you know, you kind of like you're excited about it, but then maybe you're also feeling like, oh, I went to this thrift store. I expected there to be a ton of stuff there for my new wardrobe because I, you know, I'm manifesting it and I didn't find anything or I only found one, you know, jacket or something that fits the aesthetic that I'm going for. And you can feel kind of discouraged by that, right? So the manifestation or sorry, the affirmation, it's all building up can be really helpful to use in those situations where you're trying to keep the spell momentum going. You know, you're you're wanting to see quick results. You're wanting to um, speed up those results. And so you're going to be doing that by essentially stating that after every day, you know, that you're waiting or after, you know, you slowly accrue pieces of a wardrobe or amounts of money, you know, let's say you set intention for $10,000. Every time you make a $50 sale or a $10 um, sale or something, you know, setting intention or and saying it's all building up is a really great way to essentially experience the future right now and say to yourself, I can see how this spell is manifesting and, and is already affecting my life now because look at how this is all going to build up to my intention, right? So I hope you can see how that would be empowering and um, helpful. And it's something that I use a ton. And again, I don't really like say affirmations constantly. Like I'm not really one of those people who's like, you know, playing affirmations on repeat behind their songs or when they go to bed or something like that. I'm not against that at all. I think that those types of exercises can be really effective at certain times in your life and, you know, for certain for certain people. Um, but I often um, like to use manifestations the most, or I keep saying manifestations. You know what I mean? I mean affirmations. 
words. Um, I like to use affirmations most when I am kind of like reminding myself of the intention that I set. And I want to use the phrase as sort of like a phrase of power rather in something that like truly empowers me rather than something I feel like I'm doing to put a band-aid on a negative feeling or put a band-aid on, you know, me feeling still super attached to the idea of having the spell or having the manifestation come true. Um, I, I think a lot of people can use manif- or affirmations like that. And I think it's not the best application of affirmations. You know, they're, they're phrases that are supposed to empower you. They're words that are supposed to assist you with keeping in that energy or um, kind of achieving a, a new energy, right? They're, they're words that cast a spell, you know? So don't feel like you have to repeat them over and over and over again until they don't become powerful anymore or, you know, that you have to listen to them 24 hours a day for them to be effective. That's none of that is true. And as a witch, uh, I, I think words of power are incredible. But I think that the kind of maybe modern affirmation obsession um, is kind of getting away from the original kind of intended idea of what affirmations kind of are supposed to be. So I like to bring it back a little bit into a word of power that can help me feel good, empowered, and just like ready for stuff to come in. Okay, so the last thing that I recommend for speeding up your spells, it's another kind of mindset tool, um, mindset thing that you can work on after you've casted the spell. Um, this could also happen at any point in the process. Like I, I think you could do this at the start of the process of manifesting something. I think you could do it during, like, I feel like it can be throughout the entire process as like an integrative thing, but this is really noticing your growth and how much you've changed and how ready you are for the thing that you've asked for because of the growth that you're noticing. So especially if you're doing this as an exercise after you've casted the spell, what you can sometimes notice is, wow, look at the ways that my environment and my life and just the way that I feel, like look at how all of these things have changed and how much I've grown, right? Um, You'll notice this normally and naturally after you've experienced periods of growth where, you know, certain things that used to bother you aren't going to bother you anymore. Certain things that you used to like or really want to participate in, you're not going to really feel the need to play into that anymore. Um, You know what I'm talking about. Those moments where you just recognize how much you've changed and how much you've grown. You know, I often experience this with like, sometimes I don't feel really ready for something. Like I have an idea, but I don't like feel personally ready to achieve that or to try to accomplish that. But then a couple months later, I'll wake up or I'll start thinking about that idea again or somebody brings it up to me and I'm actually like, damn, I'm so much more ready for that now. Like I'm so excited to start this project that I was not ready for five months ago, right? Um, And so noticing that type of thing in the area of life that you're casting the spell in or that you have casted the spell in. Because just reminding yourself that you are this growing, changing person who is 
truly equipped for what it is that you have set intention for can be the thing that really sends it to you ASAP and as fast as possible. And it's this idea that like when you recognize how ready you are, there's this level of confidence and calmness that really is attractive and magnetic. But then there's also this sense that like it's inevitable, like it's going to happen or it has already basically happened because I am just that person, you know, like let's say um, you like six months ago didn't feel ready to commit in a relationship, but then, you know, you ended up getting into an amazing relationship and really growing and changing and healing. And maybe you went to therapy, maybe, you know, maybe things happened. Maybe you worked through some issues that you've experienced in other relationships. And then you look back on yourself and you're like, I can't believe I wasn't ready for a commitment six months ago because I'm literally a different person now. Like I'm so freaking ready. You can do this on that macro level of like just touching in with yourself throughout the year and, and seeing your natural growth and, you know, maybe apply applying that to your spell work and your magical life. Or you can cast a spell and then as you're sort of waiting for the the energy of the spell to come in, you can notice, okay, how am I changing? How do I feel different? Um, You know, what's the growth that I've been experiencing? And really look at, you know, your life since you casted the spell and try to notice um, those changes, you know, like for example, Maybe you're casting a spell to move and maybe you haven't moved yet, you know, after two months or something, but you can look back on those two months of your life and you can see like, oh, you know, I suddenly decided to declutter. I suddenly decided to, you know, go to therapy and start working through some things, or I really came to a decision about where I wanted to move, or, you know, you can look at certain things that could assist you or help you with that process. Maybe you saved up some money to afford the U-Haul to move or something like that, right? Maybe you started looking for new jobs. Maybe you feel finally ready to leave your family behind, right? And that's maybe not something that you felt two months ago when you casted the spell. So noticing those small shifts that are gonna affect other areas of your life and the way that you're feeling, can show you that the spell is manifesting into your reality and it can be very empowering and it can just, again, assist with the mindset of this. Um, And it can also continue to bring in the results even quicker when you claim the fact that, yeah, I'm a different person now and I am more than ready to do this. All right, everybody, I hoped that some of these tips are things that you can take into your magical practice and, you know, take into your spell work and improve your spell work because of them. Um, If you are somebody who really wants to start learning the logic of spell work and you want to dive a little bit deeper into just like how spells work. I mean, like literally, right? Um, I have the perfect course that is coming out later in November for you. It is the launching on Black Friday. And because of that, there's gonna be some deals involved. So don't you worry. Um, (laughs) But it is a course that I created out of a deep love for spell work, after a deep love for um, manifestation and 
spells to really do anything, not just spells to bring in things into your life, but, you know, spells in general. I am a witch that loves spell work, and I think that um, so many people can benefit from increasing their spell's potency through understanding the deeper, more foundational layers of how spells actually operate, how they work, and what you can do to make them stronger and to ultimately craft your own spells so you can be a sovereign witch. You don't have to rely on books or on other people or other sources. You can just start to make spells that are deeply authentic to you and let me tell you that that's the most potent magic that's available to you is the spells and the magic and the deity work that feels authentic and like you have just walked into a fuzzy home in your magical practice, right? That is what is going to get you those life-changing results. And so I created this course called Spells for Life. Um, the idea is you can take the course and you can learn how to create any amount of spell in almost any topic and any magical intention for a lifetime, you can take this one course and really feel like you have an incredible foundational understanding of how to build your own spells so that you can continue to learn um, and dive into other more advanced traditions, or you can just take the material that I teach and you can create your own spells literally for a lifetime from this material. So it's a really, really cool class um, and course. I've been working on it for about four months. I've been recording it and um, really working on the course material and revising it. So it is a complete understanding of how to work spells and how to creatively craft your own spells intuitively. In the show notes, I have the waitlist for Spells for Life. We already have about 60 people on the waitlist as of me recording this. And the waitlist is going to get exclusive presale pricing on the course. So if you want to shop Spells for Life the day it comes out on Black Friday for the lowest price possible, get on the waitlist because they're going to get exclusive discounts and it's you know really the place to be if you're interested in this course. All right, everybody, we will talk very soon. Follow me over on Instagram at Angelica S. Kreishi. I post daily stories over there and I'm very active on Instagram. And I hope you have a great rest of your day or night. Goodbye, everybody.